morning tip. Good afternoon. It is October 4th, 2021. You're listening to a little column A, little column B, hosted by Will Levinos and co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy? What is going on, Will? Happy birthday. I think that uh, year 35 for you is going to be a great one. <laughs> I'm going to start you off with an animal story today. I don't do that very often, but this seems like uh, an interesting one. A uh, guy in North Dakota has a uh, Chevy Avalanche, so pretty pretty big uh, truck uh, kind of SUV hybrid, not hybrid, but like a kind of cross situation. Yeah, a, uh, a squirrel hid 42 gallons of walnuts all throughout his truck. It must have taken him hours. Like, that's not the way you want to spend an afternoon. You know, with the current job market in this country, this sounds like somebody I could hire at the restaurant. Like, this is a productive fella here. He he said he he had spotted a you know red squirrel climbing on his uh, you know on his truck. Uh, you know, at first probably didn't really think too much of it, but just kind of kept going over there. And so he's pretty confident that this was one squirrel. I mean, I, I know you, squirrels, you know, you got to, you know, put all the, the nuts away in the trees and apparently in trucks for, for winter. But I didn't realize it was this this volume. Is is this the Bezos of squirrels? Is, is, is it have more? That's what I'm well, that's what I'm wondering. Is this the average amount or is this like he he's really, you know, extra doing it? It sounds like a lot. I I can't fat. I mean, really, what what is the squirrel's diet? I mean, what is what is the daily requirement here? I mean, this is this is purely storage. You're not eating this all in one meal. You're gonna run out here. This seems like a an excess amount of food right now. You're really hoarding here. They're they're ready for the end of the world. It made me realize I had no idea. But this poor guy, he had to pull the fenders off of, off of the truck. And even then, he's like, I, I really thought I got to all of them. And he's driving down. And he sees one rolling across the windshield where, uh, you know, the, the wiper blades are. And just, man, that is just a lot of work. Well, speaking, you know what? Let's just talk about the birthday stuff now. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm officially 30 years old. It's, it's, it's here. It happened. Not, not 35, not 40. It's, it's 30. Three, three, zero. And, and so far, we're going to start off with a great podcast of one drop call already. Doing well. It's funny how over just one day, just just one day, all of my target advertising has changed. Over one day, I I, I don't what know is why. Your target I'm, advertising now. I'm I'm getting a lot more uh, adult concerned things. So some of those uh, really annoying doctor ads that play all through football are, are are starting to be targeted towards me, and I don't remember seeing before. And it's 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 new. I don't I don't like it. I I, I feel targeted by it. I it really is starting to make me feel older. Like, you know, am I gonna start seeing like Rogaine ads and things like that too? Like what? Wait, <laughs> I don't like that the internet is deciding that the internet is making me feel old. It shouldn't be allowed to make me feel that way. You you gotta be careful. The the internet knows everything about you. It knows more about you than you know about yourself. And. I don't think you want to fight it. I think it's a losing battle. I think it'll just tire you out, and it'll bring it down to uh, to its level. I'm blocking ads already. I'm reporting everything. I'm saying that this is wrong. This is inappropriate. Does that, does, does does reporting it work, or does it just let them know that you are seeing these ads? All right, so if you report it, here's a little trick. If you report it, you don't actually have to give a reason of it, but then you could say, I don't want to see ads shown from this company anymore, and that's essentially blocking it. But there's not like a block button. You have to report it, and then you can pick whatever reason you want, and then it'll ask you, would you like to block this? And you say yes. And now I no longer see that ad. So that ad you see over and over again that's been driving you crazy, 
that pair of shoes you're never actually going to buy and you've been seeing for 100 times, you can get you can get rid of that. It, it's possible. Although today it wouldn't okay. be possible because today they got rid of everything. Well, that's, I, what I was gonna, that's what I was going to say. Did you continually saying, I don't want to see this ad, I don't want to see this ad, did you shut down Facebook? Was this you? Maybe it was. It, it was. It couldn't handle me. It, it, I got too many birthday wishes. It was overwhelmed. It, it didn't know what to do. It, it said, how could one guy be this popular? And so you got a hold of me earlier today and said, hey, is Facebook Messenger working for you? And it was funny because 20 minutes before I had Facebook messaged you to say, hey, you know, we're on for you know, the podcast today just as like a confirmation. And so I, I, if you didn't get that, but then, you know, you're having phone issues. So then it was like, well, let me look. And then sure enough, you let me know that all of the Facebook products were down. And then it was later in the day that I uh, happened to come across that it, they're pretty sure that it was a, uh, it's uh, hackers, state sponsored hackers from China. It was like, ooh, well, that's not good. And my, my main thing that I was going to ask you was if you thought this was going to be a temporary situation or, or a long term. But uh, happy to report that just before this podcast uh, started, Facebook is back up. I don't know about uh, Instagram and WhatsApp. But I think they might have gotten things figured out. But it's pretty unusual for a major website app tech goliath like Facebook to be out of commission for an entire afternoon. Do you think they make enough money that they could prevent something like this from happening? Like that's that's my issue with it is you have enough resources that you should be able to prevent almost anything from happening, especially when you reign this power over over everything. I I don't know I. I'm confused by it. I don't think we'll ever know the real reason why it happened. It all could have just been some major upgrade that they needed an afternoon to do. It, it doesn't make sense that, that it would be that, but who, who knows? I, I, I really don't have much conspiracy behind it. You uh, you, you know when you watch uh, thrillers, uh, I'm, I'm specifically thinking of 24, you were Jack Bowers constantly, over and over, and you know, every season, multiple times throughout the season, there's a, a terrorist attack is imminent. It's about to happen. The public has no idea. Are, are we not sure, like you said, like, oh, they have the resources to take care of this. Are we not sure that just every day it isn't, like, at the brink and there's just a team that it just is just swatting it away, and if they were worse at their job, this would happen all the time, but they're really, really good, and that's why it only happens once in a while, and this one somehow got past them, especially if it's if it's state-sponsored hackers, like, hey, you have the government funding you, and you're just almost like a blank check to figure out, hey, how can we shut down Facebook? All right. Well, th- this is the other thing that I, perhaps perhaps this is the reason to have a Twitter. I'll, I'll, t- I'll give you this. Every time this goes down, Twitter is always even more of a buzz than it normally is because it's it works. It's there. It's always going to be there. It's live. You can get the latest updates on all of it. I I literally called Verizon thinking that it was just my phone because I had issues last week just trying to call you over the Wi-Fi, thinking, like, do I need a new SIM card? Like, what's what's going on? I called Verizon today asking if I needed a new SIM card, only later to find out on Twitter that all the stuff was down. Like, I was already – I'd skipped a step. I was going next drastic option. I said, we're going to get the podcast done today. I don't care what it takes. I'm going to go get a new phone if I have to. <laughs> and, and Isn't re- it funny that your thought was there must be something wrong with my phone before – Facebook and all of its products are down. I guess you can applaud them for that. I'll, I'll give them a little pat on the back. I mean, yeah, it's I, more what I'm getting to the frustration of it is I wish there was just a notification of them telling us like, hey, this isn't going to work. We're working on it. 
I don't know when it's going to come back, but this is down. Because it kind of works, and you just can't send anything, or you just can't post anything. And that's what's infuriating, because then you're going to go through all the troubleshooting thinking it's the Wi-Fi, it's your service, it's the phone, download, reinstall the app, erase the app, bring it back, log back in. And the reality is, it's like, hey, man, we're just having some issues today. It'll be back soon. It's not gone forever. I, I wish that we could just get a message like that, and I wouldn't worry about it at all. Now, the flip side of that is, if you don't even check it throughout the day, like if you were at work all day and you came back right now, you wouldn't even know it was gone. So why why raise attention to something you weren't even going to check? I just feel like if you went into the app, I wish it would tell you, hey, we're having some issues today. It'll be back soon. Or just give me well, some... One, one, I think it's... Uh, they, they could still get their ad money if you didn't don't realize that you're looking at yeah. stuff that was posted for, for a while. So, like, why would you want to advertise, hey, this isn't working? And two, I think kind of with anything that needs to be fixed, whether it's a physical situation, you know, like like a car or, you know, I, I you know, for, for, for work dealing dealing with software, I think it's like you legitimately don't know. It's like first you have to find what the problem is before you can even fix it. So it's like, hey, once we find this problem, you know, we can have like a, okay, this takes an hour to fix. This takes 10 minutes to fix. But when you got to find it, it's like, well, this could take 10 minutes or this could take two hours. We, we, we don't know what the issue is. So I, I think the, the best that they could do would just say, hey, we're working on this and we'll try to figure it out. But I, like, that's, that's not going to satisfy you for wanting a, a, a better answer. I just want to know, because I always just keep trying over and over again. I'm probably the only person in the world that has this conspiracy of, of cell phone service issues and lack thereof. I don't, I don't know if everyone else is, is, you know, going through the troubleshooting like I am. Like, all right, let's reset the router. Like, it, it's, it's, it's worked before. It's, it's just this. It's fine. I, I, I'm probably better off just taking a drive into the actual town where there's service and just finding out immediately that way. Like, all right, now, now I know I have service. It can't be this. It has to be the app. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, or just going, getting a hold of people. Hey, are you having these issues as well? What, what is happening? I don't know. I didn't want to sound so desperate, like I couldn't live without Facebook for a couple hours. But I, I do use Messenger as my main form of communication, just because in the past I never had cell phone service and Wi-Fi calling and texting wasn't what it is now. Like now, I do have that option, but I'm, I'm just kind of used to the the Messenger. Yeah, you kind of grandfathered in. Yeah, and I like the bubble. I like the bubble too. There are other apps that can integrate the bubble into your messaging, but it doesn't work as well as the messenger. So, like, I that's, that's why it is the way it is, and that's why I'm relying on it. So it's not it's not just Facebook. I can live without Facebook. I, I don't think I'm that active on there, if, if I'm being honest. Uh, but you're still you're still surprised when when it doesn't work, and it it's a service. It's supposed to be working all the time. Yeah, it just seems just seems strange that uh, Facebook would want to take a day off like that. You know, I mean. I had a, I've had I had some family members that have uh, so owned some diners. My dad tells a story about uh, this guy. For 24 years, he never had a key because they never closed. They were they were a 24/7 diner. It's like I never had to lock up or anything. They just didn't have a key. Like uh, you're telling hmm. me, Facebook's taking a day off today. That guy didn't get a day off. <laughs> I I don't think they took a day off. I think it was probably uh, crazy for them and crazy for a lot of other people. Uh, uh, is this was just uh, everybody's on Facebook. Everybody uses it. If it's you say, oh no, I don't use Facebook. It's like do you use Instagram. Well, yeah, yeah. It's like yep, that's Facebook. It's, it's all it's all connected. Everybody's using all of it. So 
everyone had to, like you said, had to migrate over to Twitter to, to laugh at Facebook or to just, I, I, I don't know if I, uh, I sent the tweet to you or not. Cause I think I might actually, I might've sent it through Facebook messenger. So you might get this later, but with somebody on Twitter saying companies reporting uh record uh, employee efficiency today, amid Facebook outage. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. See, that's the other thing. This is my day off, you know. Like, I, this is I, I've I earned the right to use it today. I know this is Monday morning for everyone else, but we're closed on Mondays. I, I, I got all day to browse and look at whatever I want to look at on there. It's, it didn't happen today. It's, it's, it's fine. I, I was trying to basket all my birthday wishing, but you know, it's, it's probably not healthy to do all that. Yeah. Well. Like I said, uh, I'm pretty sure right before the podcast, it, uh, it came back online. I don't know if it's one of those that comes on briefly and then they really fix it. And so there'll be a little another outage or if it's uh, if it's completely back. But maybe you'll be able to spend a little time uh, tonight during uh, Monday Night Football. All right. Well, speaking of back, Tom Brady came back to town last night and it was honestly, it was it was an emotional night. It was, it was very complicated. I think that's, I don't know if Facebook invented that, but that it's complicated is, is exactly how I would describe last night of there were cheers. There was reminiscing moments. There was tribute videos. There was stories and I, I it was, it was a good game. I don't know if everyone will agree with me, but I actually thought it was a great game. It was, it was an ugly game. I, it just seemed like a old, old school football type of game that I guarantee Brady and Belichick enjoyed participating in and both really, really wanted to win at. And we had our chances. We're going to talk about some of the bright spots, but for now, you've already been kind of team Brady for, for a little bit here. I don't know if you've been quite a Homer as, as some people, like I know some people who were actually rooting for Tom yesterday and not rooting for the Patriots. I don't know if I was quite go to that degree, but where, where were you at for this? What were, what was your rooting interest? Oh, I was definitely, I was, I was definitely rooting for the Patriots. I, I I don't mind rooting for for Tom when he's playing playing other teams, but he's come coming coming to Foxborough. But I, I agree with you, and I'm I'm glad that it will probably only be once that I have to be on the other side. Where 99% of the time I was on the same side as Tom, and the oh Tom's getting the ball with two minutes to go right before the half. I don't care if he's getting it on the one yard line or the 50 yard line. There's like a really good chance he's going to score it it just i've always been on the sweet all right it's, it's going to be weird if this if we don't score we're going against it it's terrifying it's, it's terrifying it's so scary yeah. <laughs> it's it's like oh man i know i know how guaranteed of a thing this feels on the rooting side to see this going against you is like oh no i know how confident he is in being able to do this he's not worried at all we're we're really in trouble here this guy actually thinks he's gonna be able to score with 30 seconds five seconds or 10 seconds like it doesn't matter he really feels like he's that, gonna score <laughs> that's why uh i i really didn't like the 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 play call uh fourth and short right towards midfield at the end of the end of the first half with right around. I think we punted with about two minutes or maybe just under two minutes. Cause my thought was even if he punts it perfectly, which that is not like the best isn't the most probable case. And it goes right to the one yard line. It's like it, he's going to get into field goal range for sure. And like the amount of time I just really thought that was a spot that we should have gone for it. And even if we don't score, but as long as we just keep it out of his hands, like that, those points still help us if they, they, they don't get it. And it's just, 
I, I don't know. It just seems like I've watched all these games. Obviously, Bill Belichick's way more plugged in and just seems like you know he's going to march down the field. Our defense has not been nearly as good as I was expecting. I don't know if it's uh, if, if it's Gilmore being out or if we're still figuring it out. Uh, I mean, the defense was better this week than, than last week, but it hasn't been maybe as how it was, uh, you know, was it last year or two years ago where it was just putting up some, some crazy, crazy numbers. It's just, they're, they're kind of average or maybe even below average. Well, I, I want to point out that Tampa Bay is for sure an above average offense. So I, I don't think you should really be, you know, kicking yourself after a game when they put up some points and they really didn't put up any points. We essentially, we hold Tom Brady to, did he even get a touchdown? He didn't get one, right? We, no, he doesn't no. get any touchdowns, which I, I, I think that's, that's a successful day in, in its own here. I also want to point out, you made a, you mentioned the decision to kick it there at the end rather than go for it. It's raining. It's raining hard. No, no, I wasn't even talking about the end of the game. We, oh, we, I, we can still get to that. I was talking about at the, uh, at the, the end of the first, the first half when we punted it. Well, we made the same decision at the end of the game. And I was thinking the same thing as you was, I don't care if we score three points. If we leave more than 30 seconds on this, it's not going to, he can get a field goal in 30 seconds. We're better off losing it right now and not even getting this on fourth down than we are kicking this in super heavy rain. The rain was allegedly heavier at the time at the end of the game than it was at any point. And that's, that should be saying something if you watch the game. So I, I'm even more baffled by going for the kick. I, I thought Mac Jones honestly looked great. It didn't seem like he was having a hard time getting four or five yards at a time. And what what, what was it? Fourth and four? I, I think. I just think we I had think a, it's fourth and three. I just think we had a we had a good chance. I, I didn't it didn't seem like it was really against all odds. It wasn't fourth and ten. It didn't seem like Mac Jones didn't get any first downs or wasn't making any completions. I mean, he had how many uh, consecutive completions? It was, there it was in a row? nineteen. It was nineteen uh, completions in a row, which was a record uh, that was tied by. Uh, Russell Wilson and I think it was Mike Glennon. It, it was, Russell Wilson made sense, and then the other one was just kind of like, "Huh, that's kind of out of nowhere." And I think maybe they had sixteen. So yeah, he, he's got the the rookie record now for consecutive completions. I I just look. I'm not going to question Belichick's decision making here, and I'm sure he has reasons to have doubt in Mac Jones. Maybe they just didn't have the right play, or they didn't feel good about what they saw out there. I I don't know what it was, but I am telling you as a fan watching it. I felt good about going for that on fourth down, and I had wish. I just wish Belichick felt the same way. I I was fine with the with with the kick. I, oh man, it, it looked on TV. I don't know if it was just kind of where the angle was, but it looked good the ninety percent of the way. It wasn't until the very end, and just it seemed like it just dove left. And oh man, that that doink was so loud. The loudest doink it, I've it, ever heard. Uh, it was so it was so loud. But I, I I wasn't as upset as I might have thought before the season started, because after last week, I thought I thought Brady was going to come in and just absolutely murder us. I, I thought it was going to be, oh, it's the first quarter, and yeah, we're already down uh, two touchdowns. But Mac Mac played uh, played pretty good for for a rookie. They were blitzing him all night long. Uh, the the one interception that he had. It hit off the Tip you know the drill. receiver's hand, kind of bounced in the air. Uh, and we had we had another turnover. It was like if you had told us we were gonna have two turnovers and it was still gonna be a close game, I I don't think I would have believed you. 
Well, if you told me Tom Brady wasn't going to score any touchdowns, I wouldn't have believed you. I would have said, so what? He didn't play? Yeah. Like You mentioned to me, like, what was the best case scenario? What's the best case scenario for us tonight? I said, Tom Brady gets COVID. That's, that's the best case scenario for us. Yeah, right. I, I really thought, like. It, it, <laughs> and what was my response when you said that? I, I don't remember. <laughs> uh, you said, I think our best chance. I said, if Tom Brady got COVID, he would, he would defeat COVID, save America, and then he would still kick our ass on on Sunday night. Yeah, that sounds like, that sounds like Tom. Right. It, it was it was weird. It was weird yesterday. And you know what else was weird? Mac Jones is running Tom Brady's playbook, and he was running it, he was running it pretty good. Like I. <laughs> I'm not trying to compare the two. I think that's ridiculous to even talk like that. But, I mean, we haven't seen anybody jump into the Patriots system and really embrace a Tom Brady playbook. Like, every other time it's always been something a little bit more tailored to someone else or we're trying to play a different way, whether it's cheap plays or trick plays. And we had some trick plays yesterday. But some of the bread and butter, when he had all those consecutive passes, that those are Tom passes, the curls, the quick outs, the little slants. And they're all they're all just quick hitters. And Mac took took a lot of hits. He really hung in there for a lot of stuff. I I didn't think he made any mistakes. The interception, you can go back and forth about about that. But you know you got some rough weather. You got some. You don't have the you have some clumsy receivers. I'll say you, we we don't have anytime anytime it bounces off. Uh, I I think it was for sure a risky pass. But you know it bounces off the the receiver and up in the air, and then it's the interception. Like that's. That's a little bit of bad luck, I think. Yeah, but he's also he's not throwing it to Godwin. He's not throwing it to Mike Evans. He's throwing it to Jacoby Myers. All right, this there's there's a difference here also. It's so I, even the tip or not, I'm just it's fine. Mac was great. I I think that's the big takeaway the, yeah. from all of this is that Mac is really good. I I think you could see the progression here of the decision making floor that he has. You should be really excited by that. I, I think it's super encouraging that this is the base that we're working with, and the options of improvement from from this kind of floor level. Man, it we we got a good quarterback here. I really feel like excited about it, Mac Jones it, here. He 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 did what what he needed to do. I, I thought it was we could not get uh, the run game going at all. We ended with minus one rushing yards. You can't, you can't do that uh, for sure. The, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers run defense is really good, but you can't have you can't have negative yards. No, that's uh, that's backwards. That's not how that works. Uh, I don't want to get into the the. There's only so much stuff we know about this relationship between all of them. I mean, I don't know them personally. You don't know them personally, so it's all just based on skepticism of of other articles and other rumors and all that. But I. I, I do think they, they genuinely do respect each other, whether whether or not there was an actual divorce or the friendship isn't quite as strong as it once was. I, I, I do think when it's all said and done, these are two people that love the game of football and they're going to at least always have that in common. So I, I don't actually think there's any true beef between anyone here. I thought it was a well well spent day. The, the record breaking was kind of awkward. Uh, they acknowledged they weren't going to stop the game and I respect them for doing that. It. It also felt like, though, if it wasn't Tom Brady coming in to do it, would we have even talked about stopping the game at all? But it's also, this is this is arguably the greatest quarterback coming into your stadium. I don't care if he has a history there or not. This is the greatest quarterback of all time coming in and breaking a record. I, I don't care if it's in Tennessee, L.A., Dallas. Like This seems like something we should kind of celebrate. But I, I don't well, know. You got a problem with it. the decision? 
they stopped it when uh when Drew Brees broke the record. I think it was a couple of years ago, and then Brady and Drew Brees were kind of going back and forth a little bit last year, so it wasn't so it was kind of known. Brees is going to be done. It's going to be Brady's record. It's just a matter of when. But it wasn't so much on the Patriots or the referees or anything to stop the game. It was the the the, the distance. The announcers were saying. Like that might be the record. It's close. It might be a little bit short. And so it wasn't a definitive, hey, he needs 10 yards. That was a 20-yard pass. He for sure has it. It was, well, he's tied the record now. And then the next couple of plays is when he actually gets the record. You know for sure. But then Tampa Bay was in in the hurry up. Like they were looking to get to the line to, you know. And this was going to help us. I wanted them to stop the game. This is going to throw off some yeah. momentum. <laughs> Yeah, that that yeah, that probably would have would have would have helped us. So it, it was definitely a little bit awkward, but I don't think it was anything, that, like I said, that the Patriots or some sort of home cooking. If anything, uh, I, I think Tom wanted to, like let's keep going. We'll worry about th- th- this record later. I, I'm I'm for sure going to have the record where whatever the situation is, it, it's fine. Let's keep going. Let's play football. The the odds of this actually happening in New England is just. It's it's just, it's a storybook ending to some degree uh, of being able to do that there. Uh, did you care at all about the Brady Belichick handshake after the game? No, no, and I, no, I, I, there. Look, if they're going to show affection to each other, they're not going to do it in front of us. I promise you that. If you know anything about these guys, you should know that. So to read into that and to think that there was supposed to be some like long hug and conversation like McDaniel's and him had, but that. That's they're not gonna do that. They they've never done that. They they didn't do that when they were on the same team. They're not gonna do it now when they're not. Like I, I don't know what everyone was expecting over there. I mean, this is this is what you do when you compete against a, at the end of a football game. You respect the other person. You go up. You acknowledge that, and that's it. You go your your separate ways. It does. It's it's way too big of a deal. The fact that they they did it, it just means that it, if they didn't do if they didn't feel that way, they wouldn't have done it. They, I'll tell you that. Nobody forced either of them to hug each other yesterday. So it's. Everything's fine. I feel like they want to read into this drama. They want to portray these, you know, almost enemy sides. And it's like two guys that want to win is fine, but that doesn't mean they hate each other. It it was one of those things that seems the it's the sports adjacent part of things that I'm just not always all the way in on and just like I I don't care. And you know, leading up to it, there was all the talk of you know, the, the, I can't, I, I don't remember the, the name or the guy, but the, the book came out and went into the, the, the relationships between the, the three main guys, Brady, Belichick and, and Kraft, the, the owner. And, and then go, you know, through the game, like, Oh, well, well, do you think they're going to talk before the game? Are they going to be together at like, how long is the embrace going to be? It's like, I, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's like, it, they, they were out there. Tom played Belichick coached and, yeah, I, I, I the, the media just always it happens. It happens at every game where there's some sort of history between the the two sides that there just was a ton of media around it, and it was just like, nope, game's over. I let you know, keep keep moving. They're they're too professional. They're really good at their jobs. They're not gonna let something like this get in their way. And if they they know how to handle all these situations, this is this is nothing to them, right? They don't have any Super Bowls they won. They've been in way more stressful situations. You think they're worried about a hug? And how the media cares about what they think about their hug? Yeah, it, a re- yeah, regular it, season game. No, nothing. Nothing was going to be gained from this. There's no even reason to speculate anything. 
I, you know, the only thing I can hope is that maybe we get a chance to play Tom again. This may this will more than likely be the last time he ever plays in New England. Now, I do think it would be fun if we had to go take a game in Tampa, maybe in a year or two. But again, this way the scheduling works, that that's going to have to be kind of forced to, to to happen. And I don't know if they're going to go out of their way to force it to happen. But I, all in all, it was a successful night of some awesome football. I didn't know it was going to happen. I felt really good about. Mac Jones and just the Patriots. You mentioned Gilmore. Gilmore is not playing. Gilmore may be one of the best defensive players in the league. And I thought there was moments yesterday where uh, the Judon guy with with the red long sleeves, and he, mm-hmm. he was getting after it. I just think you add Gilmore, who's a, a lockdown guy, we're we're capable of being a really good team. I, I don't know if we're going to pull it all off this year, but I like the direction we're going in. And if we had Cam Newton right now, I don't know if we would have ever said that. We're we're going in the right direction. That's that's the good news of of last night. It, it would have been nice to win, though. It really would have been. It, right. it felt like we had the the chance to win. We we shouldn't have had a chance, but I, I think we had a really good one yesterday. I I am concerned that we're now one and three, and we've lost three home games. So that means going to be more away games going forward. But maybe I just kind of have to uh, change my expectations of you know for a long time it's been all right we're going to the afc championship game for sure and that's just a matter of are we going to make it to the super bowl and are we going to win the super bowl and i already knew we we're going to have to reel that back in but it's like ah you know all right you know we made all these uh free agent signings and if mac you know can live up to expectations you know we should be right back in the playoffs but maybe it's more of a as long as we see progress from Mac, that he's going to be our long-term guy, like that will be more the successful season, not so much where in the playoffs do we make it. I wonder, after seeing Mac Jones yesterday, if you're, let's just say you're any other team with a first-year or second-year quarterback, and you had the option to pull the trigger on a trade right now, I just feel like you would you would want Mac Jones <laughs> over the guy you got right now, over any of the rookies. I, 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 I just wonder so. how much of it is how much of it is him and how much of it is McDaniel's and, and Belichick just making sure he is in the, the right area, you know, right, right, right spot to succeed. Yeah, but we we never we've never just drafted anybody. Like it's it's always been very particular of like this is the guy, he has these sort of things, he played for this school, under this system. Like you're, you're. I mean, I'm sure I have enough confidence in the in the coaching strengths that they could probably make anybody good. I mean, we made Cam Newton look good for a couple games at the beginning of the season last year. But I feel like when you get the guy that you actually want and it fits in the system, and it just there's a reason they picked Mac Jones. Like we had, we could have had any other quarterback here. We could have made a move and traded for any of the other guys. I mean, I don't know if it would have been as easy, but I I, I think it could have been possible. I, it's 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 a good day. All right, it, we need to talk about some other football. That's way too long of a Patriot minute here. Is, is there any other game you want to specifically get to? I, I I feel like I could talk bad things about the Steelers and Ben Roethlisberger for a little bit, but uh, you know maybe maybe it's just Aaron Rodgers is back and he, he's maybe the Steelers aren't that good. Maybe the 49ers aren't that good. I I don't know at what point do we start questioning all of this. You know, are the Eagles good? I don't, I don't know. Uh, I think the Bills are good. Well, you don't think the Texans without not, not that the not that the Texans are very good, but you beat a team forty to nothing. Oof! But it, it was it was a fun day of a uh, of red zone. Anytime the Patriots are playing later in the day, of just you could just completely just go. All right, we are just watching all of the all of the football. 
and made a nice little snack and just couch couch time all all Sunday. Uh, also, red zone. Uh, we've had we had at least one overtime game every week so far, and those are. Those are always exciting. I feel like we got pretty close to a tie almost happening. Uh, but both New York teams. Yeah, double double New York overtime victories. That that was unique. Yeah, uh, whoever hit the the Wild Wings button on the, on that one was uh, doubling down in New York over there. <laughs> good good for business, man. Let's, let's lock it down. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like I need to give some credit to the Cowboys too. I I've talked pretty poorly of the Cowboys coming in recommended zero fantasy value to any of them and and you know I, I'll, I'll give a little credit I, I i don't know how strong of a carolina panther team they defeated but you know the way the way they're playing seems like a way that they could sustain and it would be competitive towards even a better quality team i mean dak dak and zeke dak and zeke both look great i think as long as those guys are healthy and great they, they're gonna have it they're gonna have a shot i'm surprised how uh how how good dak looks where he had like basically like the Gordon Hayward injury last year. And I know how long it took Gordon Hayward to come back and football is a, is a, is a different sport, but I, I watched hard knocks and he, he didn't do much and just thought, all right, they're on hard knocks. You, you see all the players, you, you, you see like them in a good light. So you like them. And it's like, Oh, I think they're going to be good this year. And it tricks you every year, but yeah, they're looking uh look to be pretty good. And I yeah, I thought for sure it's like ah, I don't even know if Dak's gonna play. Like yeah, I didn't see him anything in the, the preseason. I'm watching this <laughs> this documentary basically about him. Or oh reality show more. But yes, yeah, so that that's definitely been a surprise. Yeah, I'll I'll give some credit there. And then everyone's kind of crowning the Cardinals as potentially the best team in the league. I, I think it's a little early to you gotta play more teams to really get a, a range on that. The consistency of week to week is hard. The, the the Rams might have, uh, you know, I don't know, for lack of better words, might have blown their load early last week. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know if they were really as prepared uh, this week. Some distractions and things over there. But, you know, the Cardinals are a solid team, too, and that was a really big win in an well, uh, ultra-competitive the, division. The beat, yeah, beating the, uh, the the Rams at their place pretty pretty handily. And so they're, uh, they're the last uh, undefeated team, right? So it's kind of an easy one to say, hey, they don't have a loss. They're the best team. Yeah. Plus, Kyler Murray is just fun to watch. <laughs> watch, watch those little feet shuffle, man. It, it, it's it's so fast. It's so quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He's fun to watch. Yeah, well, there was a lot of fun watching games. It was a good, good weekend of football. I think tonight's game is going to be fun too. Uh, is it, just as a reminder, check it out on ESPN two. The the Manning broadcast. Yeah, I think that's nope. No, no, nope. we're not, actually not we're not. Any- we're off. Uh, we're off this week. No, they're taking a a few weeks off. Uh, right. I was warned last week on Twitter, and I've been warned uh, a couple of times uh, yesterday and today. So I could definitely jump in on this one and say, yeah, I think it's, yeah, I think they're off for three weeks, or they're coming back in three weeks. But they're definitely not. There's no Manning cast tonight. I think that was part of the thing uh, from the beginning was we want to do this from our houses. We don't want to have to go to. We don't want to travel for this, and we don't want to do it every week. And we were never doing Tom Brady's game. That that was in there also. Oh, that's probably true as well. Uh, so I was incorrect. You mentioned uh, tonight's game. I was looking through the, uh, the the records. The Raiders are undefeated right now. So if they win tonight, they will still be undefeated. I'm I'm kind of excited for tonight's game. I, I think we've got some gunslingers going at it tonight. I think I think we're going to see a high scoring game. I'm expecting a lot of touchdowns. So I don't have anyone playing in fantasy. I have multiple guys going against me tonight. 
which is terrifying, but I, I think it's going to be a, I think we're going to see some points be put on the board tonight. I, I, I get excited for that. Monday night football. I hope so. We've been getting real lucky with these, uh, these primetime games being, if not good football, at least being close football and close football can trick me for sure into it being good football. Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I don't think either of these teams are going to win a Super Bowl, but I think they're both within similar reach of each other where they have a little bit of good things, a little bit of bad things going on with both of them. And, you know, they, they're all, they're both trying to prove something. Uh, I know Derek Carr certainly is trying to prove something this year. He, he's coming out, man, he's, he's had some games, he's definitely throwing out some numbers over there. And then Herbert, mm-hmm. you know, uh, he's, he's the hot guy of last year. They, again, we crowned him as kind of the, the rookie quarterback to watch out year two here. And I don't know if he's, I don't think either of these guys have necessarily disappointed, but I don't know how high the, how high the ceiling is, but the, the ceilings are really relatively close to one another. So I think we're going to get a good game tonight. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Speaking of other games, it's October. I'm now 30. It's it's super old and basketball starting. Preseasons actually. And uh, we had we had one game last night, which I don't even know why they have these games if nobody's going to play in them. Is like is that all weird? Like at what point? Uh, is... Anthony uh, Anthony Davis played yesterday. I mean, only 10 minutes, but he played. All right. I'll I'll, I'll give you that. I guess. I just wonder at what point, like I look at the NFL where they've essentially eliminated almost all preseason at this point. Like it's, there's guys like we just talked about Dak who he didn't even play until week one. And I'm sure there's plenty of NBA guys that are going to do that too. But at what point do we just start getting rid of these games or do we like having these games? I, I don't know. Are you going to watch tonight? We, we got a Celtics game on. I'm going to try to uh, check out the, uh, the Celtics game as it leads into uh, Monday night football. I want to see uh, who, who's out there. It's usually more fun with the preseason when you have uh, maybe like a promising rookie. We uh, really didn't have any, any any picks this year so much, so just kind of more second-year guys. I think it's going to be good for them where last year with with COVID just not really having a traditional offseason. But, yeah, we got nine games, and I, I'm just super excited for basketball this year. I, I think it's just a combination of football. We're one in three. It's just not looking like it's going to go well. Just last year, the Celtics season wasn't fun. The Duke season was an absolute mess. And then it's like, oh, we got preseason. Uh, the pep rallies are in, uh, you know, in two weeks. NBA Top Shot is in, in the mix. They've been doing stuff all summer. And just to kind of get back to, you know, they've been doing some WNBA stuff, which has been kind of cool. They've, they're talking about doing some uh, run it back. So it's going to be from the 2004-2005 season. But I'm looking forward to Hey, I saw a big dunk on you know Wednesday night, and in a couple of weeks, that's going to be coming out in a pack, and I got a chance to to get that that moment, and just kind of all of it, all of it together. I am I'm definitely uh, extra excited for uh, for the Celtics and for for basketball this year. Yeah, you you mentioned uh, they're going to be doing two captains this year. Is, is that unusual? Like I I feel like like weren't KG and Pierce both captains? Maybe even Ray too. Uh, that would make sense, but they actually haven't been doing captains, uh, recently. Uh, could you, could you name the last Celtics captain? No, I mean, why? Yeah, probably Paul Pierce and KG, maybe Rondo, one of the post years. There you go. It was Rondo the year that we traded him. Yeah, that was probably weird. That probably was a weird I year, I think too. the idea was, well, I don't know if this makes sense, especially with a team that is uh, not established. There's going to be a lot of movement, a lot of fluctuation, so let's not do this. Uh, but, you know, there's a new coach. He might have some new uh, new ideas. 
And so it was definitely interesting to hear him uh, say in a press conference, like, yep, plans to have uh, two captains this year. And just it hasn't happened in a while. But, you know, I'm sure if you go back and look at past Celtics captains, you're going to find quite the list of Hall of Famers. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know what, do you, do you think, I mean, I, I'm trying to think of rosters we've had in the past where we needed to actually like label somebody a captain so that one person was like, yeah, just so one person on the team knew that they weren't the captain. Like I'm thinking of like a Morris twin, <laughs> like, Hey man, we're going to name this guy captain just so you could stop thinking that you're like this non-named captain here. <laughs> uh, you know, but everyone knows, I think everyone on this team knows it. So who are the two captains? Are it's, they they haven't they haven't announced it. Uh, the thing with captains, I, I I remember when I was younger, it's like you have captains in in high school, and like that's like a that's like a really big deal. And so when I was younger, it was always like, oh, well, you know, you got a team, like you have to have captains. But now that I'm older, and you know the age of some of the older players, I could see where you look at it and go, really, like this is what we're doing. Like, come on, this is a job. We all know what our role is. We know what we're supposed to do. Like, let's just go in and do our job. Yeah. I don't need, I don't need someone to have extra responsibility to remind me about my responsibility. I, I think, I think I can be an adult here. So here we go. There's actually on NBA.com and the Celtics website, there's a list of Celtics team captains since 1950. Kevin Garnett was not a, a captain. In 2014, it was Rajon Rondo. From 2003 to 2013, it was Paul Pierce. And before that, it was Antoine Walker and Paul Pierce for three years. Antoine Walker was actually a captain from 1998 until 2003. I don't know if I would have guessed that. Wow. Do you think we have someone to blame for our struggles during that era? Actually, hold on. From 1997. 1997, we had D. Brown, Purvis, Ellison, and Antoine Walker. Wonder if that was when uh, Rick Pitino came in, coming from college, was like, "Oh yeah, we definitely have to have uh, have have captain." So I would say, haven't had a captain in seven years. So it, it's it's been a while, but like I said, you you go you go farther back, Guzzi, Russell, Havacek, Cowens, Bird, Parrish, Heinsohn. Yep, a whole bunch of Hall of Famers. Is Heinsohn a captain? Tommy. Nope. Well, this is uh, since uh, 1950. It was to- actually that, that's probably when Tommy was, right? I, sure. I mean, I know he's co- getting back there, and all the the, the he, stuff bleeds together. And well, he's old, but how how old are we talking? I mean, he was a great player too, but he, I know he was a good coach and, and always involved kind of the organization in other ways too. I just I feel like that's normally the guy that's a captain, the guy that generally hangs around the organization. Was like, you know, he's yeah. he's obviously a little extra dedicated to this franchise. Uh, than anywhere else. I mean, that that's. I think that's more of what a captain says is that this guy cares about this more than than the normal guy. I guess I I don't know. And that's probably not entirely fair to say, but I, it's a, it's just a little additional responsibility. Who would uh, you 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 sort of you sort of asked me? I kind of cut you off, but I'll, I'll throw it right back to you. Who would you like to see be the two captains this year? Yeah. You know, I I. <laughs> I feel like Jalen is a lock for one, and I wanna I wanna say Tatum, and I, I if it is Tatum I'm gonna have no problem with it, but I think it's gonna be Jalen and Marcus Smart. I think I, I think Tatum knows what his role is, and I think he knows how to do that. I don't know if he's I I just I haven't seen him really take the leadership and an interest in making other players 
better versus I think the other two are a little bit more consciously aware that they actually need to make other guys better uh, and they'd make an effort to do that. So I, I could be completely wrong, but that's that's my my guess out there. I, I don't think Tatum's going to be a captain and it has nothing to do with the skill set. Just more of like, I think the other guys are better at that than he is. I think I heard that Jalen Brown said that his votes for uh, uh, Al. Oh, I well, I I look. I don't have a problem with Al, and I could see why Jalen feels that way because he's played with Al. But if you haven't played with Al, this guy's going to come in and be the captain here. I mean, I don't know. It, it's fine. I mean, they're going to list. It, it's just a label, all right? It's not like even if Al's not a captain, it's not like someone's going to say you can't tell me what to do or. I'm not going to try yeah. and get help or interest or some veteran moves or knowledge from you. Like I promise you, Al is going to be more than helpful to everybody there, with with or without the label, and and that that's fine. If it's Al and, and anyone else, that's cool too. I it, it it's really not going to make a difference here. I, the only I think the only the only thing it's going to tell you about is how much it doesn't mean when Tatum isn't a captain and Tatum's our best player. So it, it's it's not going to mean much. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think it has to be your, your best player is your uh, is is your captain. No, that's that's fine. All right, we got about fifteen minutes here. There's a couple things we could talk about. We could talk some baseball. We can talk some Detroit restaurants or skydiving. Let's uh, let, let's start with baseball. There's not there's not a ton to it, but it's always cool when there is a rivalry playoff game and i think you have been very pro in the past on there being more uh winner go home scenarios and that's exactly what this is uh yankees and red sox tomorrow uh it's at fenway the winner will go on to play tampa bay and the loser is just absolutely done uh only uh the past past few years they've come up with the 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 second second wild card what made it more interesting was coming down to this weekend the uh, Seattle Mariners and the uh, Toronto Blue Jays, there was a chance that there was going to be some sort of four-way tie. So there was four teams fighting for two spots. And then coming down to the last game, the uh, the Yankees won in a walk-off, bottom, bottom of the ninth, uh, infield single, and the Red Sox won on a go-ahead, I think it was go-ahead home run in the top of the ninth. So both teams, you know, kind of, right at the very end but you know we don't talk uh, a ton of baseball but if you're going to do a rivalry i think this is the way to do it i I like it i like that both of these teams really all four of these teams were at the brink of it's now or never and and two teams made plays they they, they got the job done and now now they got one more chance it's now or never it's it's either it's either gonna happen now or never and the 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 bizarre part is i i think that look the, the red sox i think are in a similar situation to the patriots where we made a really big move last year. We were terrible last year. There was like the smallest of expectations this year, and the fact we even are in a chance to, we made it to the wild card. Like this is a successful year. Our pitching, our bullpen's a disaster. We they have nothing left. I think at one point we might have been able to compete and go a little bit farther in the playoffs. But I think with what we got now, look just. Just be happy we had a successful year that, again, we're going the step in the right direction, and don't worry too much about the results of this game. Even if we beat the Yankees, which I'm for sure hoping we do and we can absolutely celebrate that, we're not a, we're not winning it this year. We just don't have the depth at it. So, you know, let's just take your participation trophy and get ready for next year. And that's probably going to happen to the Yankees as well. I, I think you guys are a little bit better of a roster strength right now than, than we are, but... 
I don't feel like you guys are really competing for a championship. Do you? <laughs> the only thing that makes me think maybe we are is because we recently adopted a turtle and it's, you know, been very successful. We got a little turtle. His name is Bronxy and he's, he's around at home games. So I don't know if he'll be able to make the trip to Fenway where it's not a, you know, as far as some of the other trips, but I thought that's been cool. Cause I, I like, I like the Yankees and I like turtles. So yeah, that worked for me. Look, this is a fun game purely because of rivalry. I don't think it has anything to do with the actual skill set of either team. I don't think either of these teams are that great of baseball teams. But you know what do and I know? And, and that's why, and that's why they're playing in the 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 one one game wild card that didn't exist five years ago. I'll, I'll tell you but, what, though, this is best case scenario for the MLB. These are exactly the two teams you want in this one game. It's like what what right? what yeah. trashy teams can we get to play in this one game that anyone's going to care about? It's like oh, I got two. This is never going to happen again. Where we have kind of a weaker, two weaker teams that are generally the top markets playing in this. So this is this is great for for uh, for baseball. I I, mean, I might even watch. Like you know, like this is this is good. <laughs> ESPN eight o'clock. So real real convenient. The only downside with that is uh Yankees and Red Sox notoriously play really long baseball games. So you might want to get a nap in beforehand, especially being on Tuesday during football season where you already stayed up late on Sunday, stayed up late on Monday, you know, you just you know, be careful out there on the East Coast. Oh, kids, you better work on your sick game Wednesday morning, man. You you're you're calling in. <laughs> I I know that's going to happen. Uh, all right, yeah, well, we got a little baseball chat there. I think that actually went pretty good. I I, I don't feel very good about that most of the time. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I wonder why, right? Like, oh, you don't watch baseball and you're talking about baseball on a podcast? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no wonder you don't feel great about that. Well, I do work in a restaurant, and my family does own a restaurant, so I know a thing or two about that. And Eminem is opening up a new restaurant called Mom's Spaghetti in Detroit. Is is this accurate? I, I think I heard over this story. I is, is that I, what I think that the I think that the place already uh, it, it's like it's like it's weird because like I've heard it called like a concept restaurant like a walk up restaurant so it, it seems sort of uh, like like a temporary sort of thing. Yeah, I, I don't know but a whole lot. You, you of mostly you mostly got it right. Yeah, no, either way, it's a fascinating. Uh, it's from the the lyric Bob Spaghetti from the Lose Yourself song. It's it's funny that it's gained enough popularity, and I suppose cultural relevance that it's an actual restaurant now i mean it's, it's I, I was anyone else could have opened it i i don't see it's that much of a claim to it it's it's kind of funny that he noticed it and it's in detroit so there you go so he was actually there and he was serving so that was cool but is this like it is is it too too long ago like that song you know you said it's from from lose yourself it came out in 2002 so it's for sure still popular and people still know who Eminem is, but you know, it, it, this is a 20 year old thing. Uh, is, is this going to work or is this just it's way past its uh, expiration date? I don't know. Stop making me feel old. I, I don't like it. This whole podcast has been about making me feel old. I, I <laughs> one, one day it's, 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 I need to do something that's quick. We feel young, which is why I wanted to go skydiving. And then that got rained out. Because the East Coast here, weather. You know, everyone's favorite topic, the weather. But we're rescheduled. Are you interested in coming now that I've rescheduled? It's going to be the 24th. I I did not even think about that as a, uh, as a possibility. Now I'm wondering, did you actually go skydiving, and now there's some sort of prank going to be at my expense? No, 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 no prank. Look, I, I wanted to do it 
I all right. So this is I'll give you a little knowledge on this. Now you've you've scheduled this before, and I'm sure you're familiar with all this. But if you do want to go skydiving, and it's let's just say it's a travel away, right? It's two hours away for me, pretty much any any direction I go. There's a couple different options I have for places, which is great for making reservations. If you are gonna make a reservation, just book the earliest one possible. I feel like if you book it first, you're you're getting first odds that whenever the weather's good, you're going up. Versus if you book like the noon or the later afternoon slot, well, we'll get you up there if we can, but we're gonna prioritize all the other appointments ahead of you. So that, that's kind of why I'm I booked the 9 a.m. on the 24th now, just locking it in because they were not very responsive with the whole refund idea. Yeah, they they were like, oh, we'll just reschedule you <laughs> yeah, for like next year. Money. And and I was like, I'd rather not have a couple hundred dollars just holding in credit of a skydiving place. <laughs> yeah, like you're. Are you guys even going to be in business next year? Uh, yeah, I. It's. I mean, I'm sure they will. These guys actually jump every day out in Orange, so they're they're very much a full time setup over there. But either way, they were like, "Well, we're going to have to hold on to your deposit, though." And I was like, "What?" So I scheduled this. I was ready to go. You told me to call the morning of. You told me we weren't going to jump, and now you're going to hold on to my deposit. Like, what if I showed up there and just wasted the whole day and we didn't go? Would I get my deposit back then? Like, I got to earn earn my deposit back of wasting my day. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so uh, we're rescheduled. We're locked in. Uh, we may we may throw some invites out to some other people if you if you are interested. I, I, we had some others interested. It's just scheduling's hard, and I get that. So now that we got a little bit more time to do this, I don't know if I can handle an anticipation of this anymore. This whole week building <laughs> up was more than the jump itself. Like they just, hey, we're doing this. It's coming up. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. Holy crap! It's really high. It's really scary. The plane rides how long? <laughs> like it's. It's it's the, the amount of things that'll go through your head, but I'm going forward with it. It's gonna happen. I just hope it happens that day because well, if it doesn't happen that day, it's seasons are changing real quick. It's already gonna be a cold, cold day late October, and I don't know, I don't know. But if you're interested in going, I'm throwing out the invite on there. And now the everyone on the everyone that listens to the podcast knows that uh, you're scared to go. Oh well, I've already I've already been twice, so. I don't think I don't think it's a. I'm, I'm, I'm more concerned about my my backflip situation because, like you said, the seasons are are changing, and I'm running out of time in a hurry. And I'm really kicking myself when it would have been really nice to do this in the summertime. And oh, there's all these options to go swimming, and you know, I'll just do the backflip in the into the water, and we'll we'll check this off, no problem. But it's now October, and I'm running out of time, and now it's cold, and like you mentioned, rain, and yeah. That that's what that's what I'm concerned about. That's what I'm scared of. I'm not scared of skydiving. Do you think do you think he'll let me do a backflip out of the plane for the skydiving? I think if you asked him, I think you would. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna make that happen. We're we're, we're gonna do that because I'm gonna do a backflip before you this year. I'm gonna count that. Yeah, I think I think that would count. That seems really scary. I didn't I didn't backflip out of the out of the plane. Yeah, all right, we're gonna do that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure that that happens. might be better for you because then you don't see the ground. You're looking in the plane, so I don't know. Maybe that that's a better way for you to do it. <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah, this is a this is a sissy way to do it. <laughs> real real men go head first. We just jump. <laughs> I I don't I'm, know. I'm just waiting. I'm I'm waiting for you to uh, you know ask the guy, and the guy goes like, "You sure?" Like, All right, yeah, yeah. And then as soon as you go to go backwards, you just absolutely pass out. <laughs> no, no, you, you no. get you get down to you get down to the bottom, and then you technically skydived, but you don't remember any of it. I do think that there is going to be such an excess of adrenaline that I, I will not remember the whole thing. I, I, I think there's going to be a moment of like, okay, we went, we were scared, and then we were less scared, and then we were really scared, and then less scared. Like I, they're all going to seem like the same moment. <laughs> you know? 
I, I don't know. Yeah, I, it, it really does suck that you, uh, you know, you, you made an appointment. It's all ready to go. And I, I did know that was a, it's, it's always a concern because if there's really any wind at all, they, you know, you, you can't, you can't jump more for the, uh, the parachute down afterwards, not so much the well, initial, initial fall, but just like, like you said, like you, you're all ready to go the whole weekend. All right, Sunday, Sunday's the day. And then they get a hold of you like, nope, not going to happen. And now you got to like try to calm yourself down and it's going to get ramped back up in, in two weeks when it's back on the schedule. Yeah, I don't know if I can handle these waves of up and down anymore. It's just like, because it was so deflating after they're like, yeah, she's not going to happen. You know, the main reason they told us we couldn't go, because the whole week we're looking at the weather and there was at one point a 50% chance of rain, which I was like, that's that's a deal breaker. Like, that's, that's not going to work. And then... The chance of rain dropped to as low as 15%, which I was like, you know, that that's I, I'd play those odds. I, I I would go with that. But it wasn't even the rain. It was the clouds. It was low clouds is what they told me on the phone. And it's just it's just not safe as well as they were like, it's really not that enjoyable because you can't see a, as much either. <laughs> and the guy you're yeah. with is going to have a harder time knowing when to pull the parachute and all that. I mean, I'm sure they could figure it all out. It's just more of a less enjoyable experience uh, than, it, than, yeah. than a, the service they're willing to offer. So, like, I... I get it, but you're telling me in a couple of weeks it's suddenly going to be any better. Like I imagine this this is just how October skydiving is. It's there's yeah. small windows, and I hope we get that small window. Having that first appointment is is really what I'm hoping for. So we'll have more I hope news it works on out that. for you. We'll have more news for everyone next week. Uh, that, that's about it for us. Uh, anything else you want to add for the people out there? Basketball's on the way. Go seas. Go Seas. Uh, great job, Mac Jones. Tom Brady, we still love you, but we're going to be in the Super Bowl this year, right? That, that's what's going to happen. Round two. We're coming for you. We'll be back. A little column A, a little column B.